from a snow-capped peak high above the city of Seattle. This is Closed for Logging. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. Uh, we're coming off <clears> our <throat> snow-capped peak uh, to bring you the look inside this book club for the third week in a row. Third? Fourth? Third week in a third row. Third week in a row. Uh, heretofore known as the world's cheapest book club. Yes. Which I really like. Uh, yeah. You uh, no no purchasing. No commitment. No, yeah. No commitment. We're not supporting authors. We're not supporting Amazon. We're not supporting anyone. We're not supporting ourselves. Right. Most no, importantly. Absolutely not. No. So I had April listen. I told you last night, but I had April listen to last week's without having read the book. And uh-huh. She said it was still really cool without having read the book. So I don't think we should encourage listeners, however, to participate without having read the book. I think I think reading the book. The 10 uh, pages. The 10 page, the, the, the free sample is mandatory. You think? Okay. So I shouldn't. We're taking a hard line on this. Yeah, we're taking. Yeah, if you if you don't read the sample, we don't need you in our club. All right. So, listeners, have you read Electra, a Dane and Bones origin story? Of course, they have. Who hasn't read Electra, a <laughs> Dane and Bones origin story? It's the hottest book of the year. By the way, so we should we should specify that we have a couple of criteria that we use for selecting books for the Look Inside This Book Club, and we would absolutely very rigorous be delighted to take uh, suggestions from listeners. The criteria are either the author has to be dead or the book has to have so many ratings that it's clearly way many times more popular than any of our books put together, all of our books put together, and therefore uh, the author can totally take the criticism. Like, and how do we rate that? Because, like, this book had, like, I don't know, what, 47 or 89 reviews. Is that, does that mean it's I don't know. What's, What's the average on that? Average, four out of five stars. Yeah, I think they can take it. They can take it. You know, we don't we don't want to pick on like someone's self-published book that has like three reviews from their mom and their uncle and they're just trying real hard and uh, and we're going to step on them. So that- we shouldn't pull your book up. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I also think, though, that we're not really picking on the authors. I want to. Oh, I no. Just, yeah, I don't think so either. I think except when just, we are. Except when we are, which is nine out of ten minutes. But the I think that there's just it sparks discussion. There's lots to talk about. You know how we work. It, we could be just digressing into some crazy story about something else. So, is it, I, is it about becoming better writers? Is it about push, I think pushing so. us all along to become the best us we can be? What is the best? Hi, my us? name's Oprah. <laughs> what is the best us that you, you and may I know can me be? from my show, Oprah? <laughs> um, I don't know. Ask Doctor Phil. All right. Um, yeah, we could like totally. You could put my book through this treatment, and you could find a lot of stupid shit in my book. I'm sure. Hmm. Um, possibly all of it. Hey, uh, so we need to just shoot the shit a little bit. So what's going on with you? So um, I feel like I may have already told this story on the show, in which case, stop me. uh, Hook hook me off with one of those those hooks, like vaudeville (laughs) style. Uh, I'm going to hit you with an Isaac Hook. I was in Los Angeles, California. Maybe you've heard of it. And I was uh, I was in the the Hollywood area of Los Angeles, I've California. Of, I think I've heard of that. Okay, one. and uh, I was uh, I was going to a meeting, and it was in one of these kind of low rise industrial buildings. And I got in the elevator, and I was greeted with this sign in the elevator, which I'm going to read in full, even though it's very long. Should the elevator doors fail to open, do not become alarmed. There is little danger of running out of air or of this elevator dropping uncontrollably. Please use button marked alarm or telephone, if furnished, to summon aid. Elevator companies are on call 24 hours a day for emergency service. Okay, you did tell me that. I remember it now, but we didn't do it on air. Oh, good. Okay. Is that not the most terrifying sign you have ever heard? (laughs) There is little chance 
right. of running out of air or of this elevator dropping uncontrollably. It sounds like, yeah, there's like, there's like a 75% chance those things won't happen. Well, the funny thing about that especially is that it created a fear, a new fear for me. Right. I always have thought about the uncontrollable drop. I have never thought about the running out of no, air. No, me neither. I mean, I've thought about someone farting in the elevator. <laughs> so now, thank you very much, sign in Hollywood. I've got a new fear to add to my long list. Yeah, it's funny how Hollywood is like in the business of stoking our fears and when you go there, they do it like one on one. Yeah, you know you're doing this like crazy, like like what do you call it? A uh, vague booking thing right now by saying you were in an elevator in Hollywood, but not saying why. Well, I was going to a meeting. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Listeners, you can put on our Facebook page what you think Matthew was doing in Hollywood. Oh, what? Yeah, that's that's a good good idea. Well, yeah, and I'm not going to tell you the or answer. Who so. Matthew was doing in Hollywood? Oh yeah. Um, Right, my celebrity crush, Nigella Lawson, Hollywood celebrity. <laughs> <Was> not in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, what's going on with you? Well, um, I cooked some Japanese food last night. We had a little Japanese I heard about this. blowout. Yeah, you heard about it because you were there, and it was at my house, which was uh, I can. Uh, it's no longer eleven blocks. It changed. the The world changed. It's now nine blocks. Really, we live nine blocks apart. I counted it on the walk. Oh, over. okay. I yeah. thought maybe it's some sort of. Uh, I guess the opposite of a Fisher city opening planning. up. <laughs> Some sort of city planning occurred. A Fisher sounds like something on the human body. Oh, yeah, sure. It is, isn't it? I, I think it can be any sort of crack, crevice. Crevi- What's the difference between a crevice and a crevasse? A, is a crevasse just a Cre- big crevice? A crevasse is to do with, like, mountaineering. Okay. And a crevice has to do with, like, your butt crack. All right, so a crevasse opened up between... Wait a minute, how come the one that has ass in it isn't the butt crack one? <laughs> the English language is so dumb. Why do we drive on the parkway? <laughs> These are very good questions. Um, yeah, so I cooked up a storm. I deep fried so many things, and then my dog proceeded to knock Matthew's beer off the table onto the f- new wool carpet, so I texted Matthew last night that my entire body smelled like a fraternity to which he responded so just another night yeah which I thought was totally rude so I didn't even like write back I was I was actually kind of mad uh-huh um I'm I liked, still kind of mad actually. I liked how uh I'm yeah I'm just changing the subject I like how I like how your dog knocked my beer over with with her tail in like the most stereotypical dog fashion right um and then the other dog the little dog I thought I had cleaned it all up like <laughs> 45 minutes later the little dog was like yeah, started <laughs> like, lapping up, like, just with with this expression of, like, this is the most delicious thing that has ever happened dogs to me. Dogs love beer, and I've always known that, and it's true. It's true. Feed your dog beer. Okay. I don't have a dog, so can I just feed I was my talking kid? to the listeners. Oh. God, uh, you're so needy. <laughs> can I just feed my kid beer instead? Do kids love beer? Kids don't love beer. I did when kids, I was a kid. Kid, Did you? Yeah. That's weird. Um, Most did, kids hate beer and did coffee. You, did, you have, did you have any opportunity to, to determine whether you liked beer as a kid? Yeah, and I hated it. I, my dad offered me all kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> all of which I hated. Right. No, I mean, the heroin was delicious, but... Uh, yeah, I was just actually telling... Budweiser. I was just telling you last night about my dad and Budweiser, and I was in the um, third grade, and they did a little PSA about alcoholism. Oh, right. And they were like, these 10 signs, you know, taken, in, you know... The majority, if you if if you know someone with the majority of these signs, they could be an alcoholic. Of course, I ignore, I didn't maybe know what the word majority meant, so I instantly <laughs> went to, you know, number eight, uh, drinking before twelve p.m. And it was like a Sunday, and it was ninety nine degrees in suburban New Jersey. My dad's mowing the lawn, and he's like, "Becky, crack me open a Budweiser," and I was like, "Dun dun." <laughs> I heard that music. Yes, the dun dun. It's happening. I never knew. I, I never thought it would strike my family. It was the longest walk to the to the refrigerator. Oh, so I, you did it. I did it, and then I like 
I like was had tears in my eyes when I delivered it. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and I'm like, in school, they said this means you're an alcoholic. And he's like, oh, for Christ's sakes, give me the beer. Yeah, but that's what he would say if he was an alcoholic, right? right? Yeah. Exactly. So uh-huh. I was still pretty worried. I also remember flushing my mom's cigarettes down the toilet in front of her once. Wow. That did not make me any friends. I bet. Did yeah. it work or did they get like clogged? <laughs> uh, they did not get clogged. It wasn't the whole pack. It was like three. <laughs> did, well, I'm sure, that, I'm sure that nipped that habit in the bud. Have your, has Iris ever done anything like this to you? Like um, seen some habit she was concerned about that wasn't even at all worrisome? Unlike that, cigarettes? Yeah, not that I can think of. Yeah, that actually is a bad habit. Right. Um, uh, I mean, Iris has a very puritanical attitude about kids and alcohol because, like, I will offer her, like, do you want to taste this cocktail? Do you want to, like, taste the foam of this beer? And she's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Which means she's doing crack in the bathroom. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) She's overcompensating for her habit. Yes. (laughs) Do you you ever drink while cooking? I think drinking while cooking is the the greatest thing. I drink while doing many things, um, which, I, which is also as, much better than... As you know, because, because uh, you tried to uh, inculcate me into your debaucherous lifestyle when we were in Japan. And, <laughs> to uh, people, that means two drinks. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, like two drinks is like 0.5 drinks too much for me. Um, <laughs> I'm rolling so, uh, But my favorite time to drink by far is while cooking. Absolutely. And listening to music. Yeah, sure. For me, of course. Like, that's that's absolutely my favorite time to listen to music. I will, yeah, I'll usually listen to a podcast and drink uh, a beer or cider and cook. I can't listen to a podcast and cook. Oh, I can, and and I'm so annoying when I do it. Like, I'll do it like with with my family in the house and just be like cackling at some stupid <laughs> joke that no one else can hear. Maybe it's because I don't. Um, I only listen to music at home when I'm cooking, and I only cook at home rarely. So it's that it's my time to kind of focus and kind of meditate and a podcast. I'd be too like paying attention to the podcast and not able to, you know. Why don't you listen to music at home other times? Um, you know, it's weird. I love music, but I, it's more of a car thing. Oh, you know? And so I, I listen in the car and I listen when I'm cooking. Oh, when I had a car, that was like the only thing I liked about driving a car was, uh, was listening to music. Did you, have you ever had the experience where, um, you, you pull up alongside someone uh, while you're just like rocking out and singing along to the radio or whatever, and then uh, and you got the window down and they look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. This happened to me once in high school and it was someone, I like a classmate, and oh. I, I didn't want to go back to school ever. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you go for it? Because some people totally go for oh, it. Oh, absolutely. I go for it 110%. Really? You're yes. like people who think that there's like, you know, your windows are, are just one way. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm picking my nose with one hand and singing with the other. There that doesn't make any sense. There are a lot of people doing that. They just think that those, those oh, windows yeah. are just Everyone thinks blackened. they have the tinted glass. I know. I'm like, do you know, do you realize that everyone on the street is seeing you? There was that classic scene from the opening of The Office. Do you remember that scene where the white guy is, um, he's totally rapping to some like gangster rap and he's stuck in traffic and like this uh, car pulls up with a, a black dude and he looks over at him and he like locks locks the doors and rolls the window up. It was awesome. <laughs> That's great. It was the best. Have you seen that movie? Um, the, the, the Office. The show? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Office Space. Office Space. I'm sorry, not the Office. I have seen the movie Office, office space. space, yes. That's the best, like, one-minute commentary on race yeah, relations great. in America. <laughs> um, yeah, I will I will absolutely, like, listen to the, mo- the, f- the most foul-mouthed hip-hop um, when I'm at home alone. No, you do not. Absolutely, I do. Seriously? Yeah, check my Spotify. <laughs> I'm not checking your anything if I... What, like, what? Oh, just like... Uh, um, do you know do what you know- you're singing? 
Uh, oh, I. Do you know y- what those words mean? Not all of them, certainly. <laughs> uh, like Azealia Banks. Do you know Azealia Banks? I, I will know none of these. Okay. Um, I I still have a soft spot for the for the uh, uh, old, two live crew. Two live crew. I yeah, we've talked about that. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, <sighs> learn something new about your former friends every day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna take it to a break and come back with Electra. All right, so I read uh, Electra. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I had to pause you because yeah, time wasn't yeah, going. Uh-huh. I read Electra, a Dane and Bones origin story, as as have all of us. Uh, I read it this morning. And when I say I read it, I mean I read the uh, 12-page sample. And no more. And no more. Because um, that is the first rule. Although I have to say, this is the first one we've done where I would absolutely be willing to read the rest of the book. Yeah. Um, we... Uh, you know, if the if the goal is to choose a bad book, I kind of I kind of blew it this time. Yeah. So thumbs thumbs up. We'll yeah. do thumbs up, thumbs down okay. on whether we would actually read Yeah, it. would you read the rest of the book? Um, I'm gonna say yes. And the fact that you said yes makes me harken back to your very strong words that you gave me a couple episodes ago where you said you must not and you said I would get kicked out of Look Inside the Oh, book I'm not club. gonna do it. I, I am true oh. to my word, but I would. Oh, you're just gonna it's like think I would, I'm bad looking thoughts. right. I'm looking at it, but I'm but not, not gonna t- touch it. You're not touching it. Um I, I want to start off by uh, quoting a line from the book that uh, just made me think of our show. You come highly recommended, but you also have the reputation of being a couple of buffoons. <laughs> you know, that's, that, was, that was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> that was sweet of you. Um, okay, so uh, may, I, may I try and summarize the book since I read it more recently and you can jump in where I miss a whole part or get a detail wrong? Yeah, I also just want to just really quickly, so even though the listeners know that there's a you know Amelia Earhart's plane on the front, that it, I don't know why I said that. Well, they don't they don't know but, that if they didn't look at the front. That's true, but it says Electra, a Dane and Bones origins story by David Wood and Rick Chesler. I just want you to think about all those words. Proceed. Okay, all right. So uh, we we begin like over the Pacific. Um, <laughs> With Amelia Earhart. Starting off strong, Matthew. Yeah, and her navigator, <laughs> whose name I don't... Fred. Her navigator, Fred. Um, and they're, they're flying along, uh, but they're having some trouble. And uh, they, they go down over some island and, uh, and are probably lost. Fantasy island. Yeah. And uh, yet yeah, they uh, are rescued by uh, Hervé Villachez. What's his name? What's his name? Toto? No, it was no, not Toto, Toto but I don't remember what it was. From, okay, go ahead. Yes. Yes, I know Toto was the dog from the Wizard of Oz. Thank you. Um, okay, so then we cut to the present. I think it was Toto. I think it was Toto. Go ahead. Don't think it was. I think it was. We're, okay, we're going to... Should we pause and look this yes. up? Yes. Oh. Okay, as as everyone has been shouting at their phone for for the last three minutes, his name was Tattoo, not Toto. Yeah, the Polynesian pronunciation was Toto. Sure it was. Okay, uh, so, so we cut back, cut to the present now. Um, and uh, we've got our, our Navy SEAL hero buddies, uh, Dane and Bones. Um, their names are uh, oh, Dane Maddock and Uriah Bones Bonebreak. Um, I feel like these names came from some kind of computer, like, manly man name generator. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, like other, other characters are going to be like, you know, Crash Bladdock and uh, <laughs> uh, Smack Darnton and I don't know. Smack Darton? That's a I good one. I, I'm not a computer I like manly sm- man. I like Smack Darton. Okay. Uh, and they are, they're uh, Navy SEALs in training, and they're uh, in the midst of this training exercise that all of the other members of their team, squad, 
<laughs> regiment. Chess club? Seal buddy. Yeah, all the other members of the chess club have failed where they have to uh, outwit and or fight off some dolphins. Now it's survivor. <laughs> yes, yeah. Outwit, outwit. Outsmart. Outsmart dolphins. <laughs> so there are some dolphins guarding a ship and they have to place a fake mine on the ship without getting uh, beaten by, up by dolphins. Okay, this listen, right? this is not the point where we decided we would thumbs up reading the rest of this book. This is the point um, where I was like, dolphins, okay. ridiculous. First of all, all right, I, again, like I, I have to I have to take a detour here because it says in the book that uh, that the Navy, I don't know if this is true or made up for the book and I don't really care, but it says the Navy trains dolphins and seals. Is that uh, true? For missions. I don't, I just said, I don't know if it's true. <laughs> so they put dolphins in the book after saying this. Wouldn't it have been better to have Navy seals fighting actual seals? Isn't that the ultimate showdown? <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, Dane and Bones, using using their smarts, uh, they they out they sneak past the dolphins, and they're the only ones to successfully complete the exercise. But they uh, they don't even get a chance to celebrate when they're sent directly to the Sarge's office, who I don't think is actually a Sarge, but you know he's a, a SEAL Sarge, commander, commander, um, and who is a a stereotypical stock character like grumpy commander guy. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and the Sarge says, Sarge. Uh, okay, he says, listen up. This, uh, this is a direct quote. Listen up. I've got a mission for you two. It's highly classified. It's deadly serious. It starts today. Are you mm-hmm. ready to pay very close attention? Did he, did he talk once again in that voice you used for like the, the um, what's or those big truck? truck races called yeah like, they're called big truck races come on down this sunday for the big truck races what's it called Mega monster trucks monster trucks you use that same voice it's the only it's the only i, I as you know i mean my my natural voice is so like rugged and manly that mm-hmm. uh you know panties just go flying off whenever i open my mouth what was that name you came up with yeah my Spanx name is Spanx, mud, mud door spanks monkey door whatever <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so when i go into my monster truck uh yeah, voice, truck they, voice. They, they just have to evacuate that's right the whole bowel there's just not enough pant- um, panties in this nine, eight, right. one, the, two, panty, two. the panty factories have to have to ramp up production <laughs> norsom rack is like shit not again <laughs> yes the, yeah the store is completely destroyed in like a fiery explosion spanks monkey door is back <laughs> that's right yeah all the spanks go flying off the shelves <laughs> anyway okay so the the uh the sarge says to them uh, there's a secret mission. They need to go uh, and retrieve. Uh, they need to. They're, they're going to be sent undercover to infiltrate a team of civilian like treasure hunters, like uh, who are who are, think they found Amelia Earhart's plane. I think it was more formal than that. I think it was more like a Gates Association. You know, a Gates. Oh, like oh, is like that a, a thing? The Gates, the Gates yes, Foundation, Foundation is involved in. They're like curing curing disease and finding old yeah, rusty planes. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's more to it. It's, they're not doing it just, just for the glory. The, the, uh, for some reason, so far undisclosed, the, the wreckage of the plane may contain weaponized smallpox and may be guarded by sea monsters. Right. So um, then a sexy nurse comes in and to administer them on the spot, their smallpox vaccination. There was no sign she was sexy. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> uh-uh. Just because she was a female? Um, because she's in this book and because she instantly falls in love with Maddox, uh, because he has soulful blue eyes, the color of the sea. Um, I, th- oh, I would I t- say after that, he was sexy. Um, well, I mean, oh yes, obviously everyone in this book is sexy in, in their own way, which is basically the same way. I think it's just, it's all dolphin porn. Um, yeah. Oh, the dolphins were so sexy, so, so sleek. Oh my God. Um, 
And, uh, oh, yes, the, the nurse actually says, okay, boys, roll up your sleeves. This won't hurt a bit. Only a sexy nurse says that. I'm sorry. But then she proceeds to say, actually, this it's going to yeah. hurt. It's going to hurt a lot. Right. Yeah, it was like the sleeve rolling part that wasn't going to hurt. The she, actual injection was going to hurt. She like turned hell. into Nurse Ratchet on, yes, like, on a exactly. dime. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, and that's the whole book. Okay. Uh, that's did I what miss happens. anything? No, I think that was a pretty good summary. I think that was a pretty damn good summary. Um, yeah, it's the sea creature thing was really just like a what, what? Which, of course, I, I started thinking all sorts of conspiracies, which we can we can go on, go on with when we come up with our ending to the book. All right, so it's basically, it's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea meets Titanic. I guess those are kind of the same thing. Meets um, 10. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Because you know there's going to be that sexy nurse is going to make a reappearance oh, on, God, yes. on the island. Oh, she's probably evil. Oh, well, let's, let's hold okay, off. Yeah, hold let's out. hold okay, off. Okay. I want to go back to the name Bones Bonebreak. Do you think he does, like, for to make extra money, he works for, like, the Dairy Council? Or do you think that's, like, he <laughs> he, he won't be getting money from them? <laughs> um, oh, be, yeah, because because he's he stands for Broken Bones. Right, yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. he won't get money from them. Who would? Oh, maybe he would get money from, like, the, the Ultimate Fighting Championship Corporation? Perhaps. Do you think Maddox is, feels sad because his name is really kind of boring? Uh, what's his first name? Dane. Dane Maddock. Yeah, just. I think Dane Maddock is a pretty good name. Next to Uriah Bones Bonebreak. That's a wrestling name. That's a that's a professional yeah, wrestler's I mean, but name. Dane Maddock seems like almost a name someone might actually have outside of a book. Mm. We should mention. Wait, what if it? What if it's pronounced Bonabreaky? <laughs> you mean like if it's Dutch? Yeah. What if he's Dutch? <laughs> Bonabreaky. I can't I can't believe I didn't think of that from that name that's spelled. That's right. The bone nurse break. Fell, <laughs> fell in love with um uh with Maddox's soulful blue eyes and uh Bonabreaky's Dutch accent. And his what's that name of that cookie? The Krukkaken? <laughs> the Krumkaka? Krumkaka. Is that Dutch? I don't know. I think so. Okay. Maybe. The um, uh, uh Speculos. Is that Dutch? <laughs> This that's again sounds like something in an in an right. she, pulls, she pulls out she pulls out her speculos. <laughs> this this is going to hurt a lot. Yeah. Hey, so you didn't mention the summary though. When when there all these other Navy SEAL teams failed to put the mine that the the fake mine underneath the boat, which yes. would then enable them to go on to do this mission. So they failed to do it. The only one of the two of the team had to evade the dolphins in order to get picked to do this mission for the team to win. Okay, I'm confused. What did Sorry. you say? <laughs> so there were many teams that tried to do to, to successfully evade the dolphins. Yes. All of them failed. Only one on the team of two needed to evade the dolphins for that oh, team to move on. Oh, I see. To move on. But they both did, right? These two both did. But they had a very special technique for evading the dolphins, which is that the dolphins were somehow able with their, you know, sensor, sensor, not sensor, uh, sensory abilities. Oh, wait, no, no. I have, I, I'm gonna, um, I know what you're talking about, and I want to, I want to chime in here because uh, the way they described that's, the, you're going to take my joke right from me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> my question for you is when, other than scuba diving, have you ever, have you ever, uh, no, actually the question is when, other than scuba diving, would this apply to your life? Stand tank to tank and walk in on bottom. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. <laughs> um, so I give, me a, give me another scenario where that has helped you in your life. Um, it sounds really complicated. It but, sounds like a, a physiological marvel. I think you can come up with it. Stand tank to tank and walk in on bottom. Um, I don't know. Swim team? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can do better. No. Um, uh, circus? <laughs> Clown college? 
No, I, I, I immediately thought... It sounds like there's an answer you're looking for. <laughs> no, I just thought you'd come up with it. My thought was, like, two dudes in a nursing home with their <laughs> oxygen tanks. Oh. And then their pajamas on, a little awry. Oh, right, with just, yeah, with their uh, just pajama, pajama bottoms, no tops. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, walking on bottom. No, they're sort of scooching together. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, not so great either. Now, now, I'm, now I'm just sad. <laughs> uh, okay, but the way they described the uh, the special ability of the dolphins made me really upset. Oh, why? Because, okay, the dolphins, meanwhile, depended less on sight and more on their echolocation sense, a kind of natural sonar that allowed them to, quote, see objects by pinging them with sound waves generated from their melons. Oh. Okay. First of all, <laughs> I, I know that. what echolocation is. He defined it three times in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> and then... They're melons? What melons? They're heads. I guess they meant heads, <laughs> but that's not the first thing I think of when you say melons. So then I found myself thinking about dolphin tits, and it made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I didn't think at all dolphin tits. I immediately thought so slippery. I often I immediately immediately thought heads, but I thought what a weird way to end a sentence that was so over the top explanatory. Right. It's like it's like if you were reading like the the user manual for your DVD player and And uh, then dropped it and Urban Dictionary popped up. Exactly. It it didn't make any sense. It was Um, it was pretty funny line. I'm glad you caught that. Yeah, it's it's like, yeah, now that now that your DVD player is all hooked up, like, you know, just kick it on the couch. Kick it on the couch with Bones Bonabrake. Um Yeah, and watch the uh, the movie version of Electra, which might exist. There I don't might, know. There might be. Yeah, it might be. Um, okay, we're going to take it to a break. We're going to come back with our predictions for where this book, Electra, a Dane and Bones origin story, is going to go. All right, we're back. I was kind of waiting for you to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm Dane. <laughs> She's Bones. You know what's funny is I actually... I actually had that as a nickname once. Which Bones or Dane? Bones. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did we? Did, did we? Were you just saying a minute ago that, that Dane is Dutch? No, no, it was no, the other one. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a nickname Bones because I'm kind of bony. Yeah, it's true. I also had the nickname Tree once. That's good. Yeah. Uh, one time uh, <laughs> when I was in elementary school, um, we were going to do a Maypole dance um, for May Day. Uh, but the maypole kept call- kept falling down. So this one teacher who was like six foot six subbed in as the maypole. You know, I, and his name was Wally. I, I have such a vivid memory of this. All of his life's goals were <laughs> yeah, to fruition in that moment. <laughs> I am a maypole. Okay, so other things. So we uh, kind of glossed over the fact that this starts in the in the cockpit with Amelia Earhart. The pro- um, yeah, the prologue. Mm-hmm. The prologue, exactly. Um, and uh, okay, there were there were a few things in here that bugged me, but also one thing that I absolutely loved, which was when uh, Amelia Earhart turns around to yell at her navigator, "Secure the payload, Fred! Secure it now!" But that's famous that she said that. I think. Wait, seriously? I think it is. Oh, but I don't know what How it does means. Anybody know that? Was <laughs> was it like? Was there a black box, like a voice oh, yeah. recorder? Good. That's a really good point. Okay, fine. No, I, no, no. That's a really good point. I would, How would, I would anyone draw my my? No, no. You should totally keep going. I just maybe not from her, but from isn't isn't that a common saying in planes of that time? Secure your payload. I don't know what it means. I do not know. I don't know what it means at all. I it believe bo- you. It bothered me too, but at the same time, it made me want to go. Oh yeah, it sort of made me go. Oh yeah, that's something that people said. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's sort of like you know, I you know, when I saw her walk by, I had to secure my payload. <laughs> God. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> well, of course. Um, I didn't even get it. Like, in some ways, I'm just like, 
Okay, so what's the payload? What do we think the payload is? That's the smallpox? Oh, that's smart. I didn't, oh, I didn't think of that. So yeah, so, so. I mean, payload is, is, is important yeah, gear. Yeah, like your, your, important stuff, the important thing you're stuff. carrying. Right. Um, yeah, it must have been the smallpox, because yeah, if you don't secure it, it might uh, vaporize <laughs> and, and give dolphins some dolphin pox. I love how Sarge is like, or Commander's like, yeah, you know, you're going to have to, to find weaponized smallpox, and, one of, and Bones goes, did you say smallpox? And he said, weaponized smallpox. <laughs> yeah, there's Which, a lot of that. There's also, what's the difference? Oh, I don't know. I, I think, uh, yeah, um, the, the non-weaponized kind is, is not so bad. And he's like, yeah, he's Native American. He's like, yeah, my people didn't really distinguish between weaponized and just blankets. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, like the, uh, I like the part where the, uh, the, the trainer like yells something with an exclamation point, and then it says, the U.S. Navy underwater warfare trainer spoke forcefully, almost shouting. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Uh, I had. Uh, oh, I, wait, wait, wait. Can I just okay, yes, for please, one quick please. second? I just wanted to say in the pro- the prologue, I had a, a, a kind of sad moment because it, it ends with you know, secure the payload, Fred. Secure it now. Blah blah blah. The 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 craft is plummeting, and she's hoping that she's going to be able to land. And the last line of it is, she was not sure she would be able to reach it. And I went. Like, I was just like, whoa, we know it now. Oh, poor. That's just so sad. Yeah. She didn't reach it. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. So, Danes and Bones, no, Dane Dane. and Bones, Bones. um, they uh, they successfully complete the uh, the dolphin uh, evasion exercise. And, uh, and like I said, they, they, um, they're really excited and they want to go celebrate, but they get an immediate message to go see the Sarge. Um, I totally imagine that if that didn't happen, um, they would go straight to the bar where they would be totally cock-blocked by dolphins. <laughs> You're weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I don't even know. I don't know what that means either. I'm not even gr- going to give you a courtesy okay. laugh for that. <laughs> okay. I just want to go back to Bones and Origins story because okay. to me, it's, it's, it's so incredibly awkward to say a Dane and Bones origins, because whenever there's oh, two wait, things was that it, are... was it both plural? Yes. I, mean, wait, I guess, I don't know if Bones is, I guess Bones is It plural. kind of is. So it's like two pluralized things in a row. I have a really hard time saying. Yeah, a Dane and Bones origins, origins story. story. And then there's a story. story. Yeah, you're it absolutely right. It reminds me of the Steakhouse Ruth's Chris's Steakhouse, exactly like which that. really bothers me. Uh, why didn't he just call it origin story? A Dane and Bones origin, origin story. story. Yeah. That's an actual term. Uh, it totally is. I don't, I don't get that. So I came up with my own um, titles, uh, oh, subtitles. Please. So instead of Electra, a Dane and Bones origins story, how about Electra, a cock and dingle origin story? <laughs> Electra, a twig and berries origin story. <laughs> <laughs> and Electra, a wood and boner origin story. Nice. It's written by David Wood. So I Did thought you, wood, we could get oh, wood, yeah. it, wood in there, wood and boner. Uh, get yeah. it? Yeah. Get it? That uh, means a woody. Yeah, a, mourn, a, a morn and wood. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you catch that at one point they spelled Bones' name Bone instead of Bones? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't. Did. Yep. That's kind of funny. Um, oh, I, di- I loved that the uh, the team of uh, of. W- underwater rescue dudes that they're going to infiltrate is called the 
Early Aviation Research and Historic A- Aircraft Recovery Team, or Airheart for short. Oh, that's so dumb. Um, I, I feel like both authors like totally took the day off after that and just went out for drinks. But th- but all these kinds of books in this genre, right? I'm sure you'll see this a lot. Do you, this, real, this do you read a lot of books in this genre? My dad does. Oh. So I've, I've read parts of a lot of these books, and they all have stuff like that. Tom Clancy? Yes. Clive Cussler, that it, kind of thing? Exactly. You know, so you know them. They all have tons of unnecessary acronyms. Um, yeah, absolutely. And like really in like detailed engineering plans for weapons stuff that like who could give oh, sure. crap well, everything, about. Oh, well, like right. I mean, the first line of the book pretty much like at least, uh, yeah, in the first paragraph, like after having flown two thirds of the way around the planet in their Lockheed Electra airplane. <laughs> I mean, thanks for thanks for telling me it was an airplane. <laughs> um, did you feel like. Uh, yes. After, so I don't know why I keep focusing on this part. After they beat the dolphins, and <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of unnecessary stuff that happens between then and when they actually end up in the Sarge's office. Oh my it God. It goes totally. on and on. Which is exactly like, what I'm saying. So then they walked up the, the narrow right. stairway. And then they squeezed there was an out awning. their wetsuits, right. There was an awning. And then underneath the awning, then they, you know, changed their clothes. And then they walked up this other thing and went to another room where then they were escorted. And the person opened the door so and put their weird. hand in. And then I was like, okay, either. This is a setup for some tactical mission on this exact boat. So he's setting oh. he's setting the scene so we'll know that that awning is foreshadowing for something. But otherwise, it's like someone was like, you know, it's really good to set the scene. You know, so it's like he was yeah, like practicing right. like, you know, scene work. Do, yeah. Do you think that was Wood or the other guy? <laughs> Boy, you know, I feel like if I'm the if I'm the guy who's not named Wood, I'm going to I feel kind of bad. Well, I have a question when there's yeah. one uh, when there's an author of a book and then there's there's two authors of a book and one is David Wood in, in like 16 font and then and Rick Chesler in 14 oh, font point interesting. font. Did Rick Chesler like just write like and then gave up or like what what smaller role did he have well i associate that with like you know when someone gets really big like a robert ludlum or uh i don't know a tom clancy i guess that that yeah. uh, you know they they write so many books that they don't have time to write them themselves james patterson you know and oh. so it'll say like james patterson and you know vivian Snork. oh so you think rick chesler wrote this book i don't know i mean I've, i haven't heard of david wood but may that maybe hmm. um so you think this really is like a, a Chesler and Bones origin story? Maybe it is. Uh-huh. Maybe it is. We should probably move on to where we think this book yep. is going. I I'm gonna go out on the I'm gonna go first. And okay, I'm gonna go please out, do. Go out on a limb. I think Amelia Earhart dies. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, like old Yeller, does uh-huh. she get rabies? She dies. I think she dies. Um, do you think? Uh, do you think she crashed on the island and survived except she caught the pox? <laughs> okay, no. Because she didn't secure the payload. You know what I actually really think? And this is not being full of shit for once. Okay. This is, I really do think. I'm that, not sure if I want to hear this, but go ahead. I really do think that those sea monsters are actually created by the government. And because those are the two best Navy SEALs, that the whole Amelia Earhart thing is bullshit. And they are putting them down there to see how well they do against this creature that they've developed that they're going to unleash upon the russians oh so they're they're like sacrificial lambs uh-huh. oh. and, and it has to be in this very deserted island where nobody goes and it's a dangerous island to land on obviously oh interesting so and maybe and they have to and yeah so they've been like sent there to die and they but they're so good that they outwit the, the a- uh absolutely genetically engineered and, sea and, monsters and they figure they figure it all out and 
and they find Amelia Earhart on the island. And then they're with the whistleblowers, and they, no, they don't find Amelia Earhart. <laughs> Work with me here. Okay. <laughs> so I think that's what's going on. Um, they're able to find out that the U.S. government is, uh, and see the Native American thing all plays into that. Yes. And he has some role in eradicating smallpox and yep. all this. That's where I think it's going. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So they're, they're fucking up. They're fucking with, uh, with bone break. Twice. Just, right. Just like, <laughs> just like they did to his people yes, throughout, right. throughout history. We yep. got your grandparents. We're going to get You're you. You're next. Yeah. Probably great, um, great grandparents. <laughs> uh. Do you think it's possible Amelia Earhart is the sea monster? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so here's what I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as you may know, I'm a I'm a, a huge fan, and I would even say disciple of uh, Joseph Campbell, who taught us about the hero's journey. Uh, <laughs> I'm shaking my head because it's <laughs> so here's, all bullshit. I mean, I I'm a student of of the principles of story. Okay. <laughs> So here's what I think is going to happen. Myth and meaning. Is that Ex- what he wrote? I think so. <laughs> um, but I'm not sure. Uh, I think they go down there and they find the plane and there's no smallpox on it. And everyone's really excited because they found Amelia Earhart's plane and they come back and there's a big party for them. And the and the sexy nurse like puts her arm around their shoulders and says, good job, boys. Really? That's yours? <laughs> I don't know. I I got nothing this week. <laughs> oh come on, man. Okay, and um, uh, all right. At least at least do me do me well on the on the band names. You got some band names for me from this book? Oh, I forgot all about the band. Let's names take a bit. pause okay. and we'll come back. Okay. While you're thinking about this, I want to ask something else. Oh, I just I my, my thing back on. Yeah, put your thing back on. Um, I my favorite part of the of the book was was where the the Sarge basically says. Oh, by the way, there may be sea monsters. Um, <laughs> what other things do you think they might run into on the way to retrieving the weaponized smallpox from Amelia Earhart's uh, Lockheed Electra airplane? Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Nazis. Hmm. Sure, definitely gonna have to fight off some of those guys. Navajo blankets. Okay. Uh, T Rexes that uh, they got loose from the Jurassic Park island. Hmm. Um, rodents with two heads. Um, that, uh, <laughs> um, a, uh, uh, Conan the Barbarian, uh, a, a Neanderthal. Ooh. Um, um, some, um, no, nah, I don't know. Do you think the island is the island from Lost? Ooh. I could see the book going that way, actually. Okay, then, then they're going to encounter a button. Yep. And they're going to encounter, uh, what was that guy's name? Hurley? No, the, the uh, Locke. Yeah. They're going to encounter Locke's payload. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> okay, band names. Um, I'm so ready. Go ahead. Okay, I got two. I okay, got two me too. You. I got two also. Okay, Porpoise Melon. Nice. What kind of band is that? That's a punk. Do you think? Punk? I feel like Porpoise Melon is, is more like a, a jam band. What about Porpoise Malone? That's a... Oh. Uh, Porpoise Malone is a is a Italian... <laughs> it's, yeah, it's an Italian, Italian band. band. That's okay. a popular thing. Okay, and then... Um, World music. Look it up. Is, this is my, my... my Is there such a thing as a goth band? Yes. <laughs> What's that? Like what? like Bauhaus. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, my goth band is Pox. Oh, good. Okay, my bands are um, the Grey Marauders... Which oh. is which is how we referred to the dolphins Did at one they? point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which would be like a hard rock band. Yeah. 
sure. and cock blocked by dolphins. <laughs> that's kind of wordy. What's that? That's like a spoken word band. There's a, <laughs> I feel like that's a form of band name that you see sometimes, like uh, Taken by oh, Trees, true. I think true. is a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what kind of band it is because I don't know what cock blocked by dolphins means, <laughs> but I don't want it to happen. The one thing I do resent about this book is that dolphins are always portrayed as awesome things, correct? Uh, yeah, sure. And not, this is like the first thing I've ever read that portrays dolphins in some sort of nefarious way. Um, well, there was that, uh, uh, crack addict dolphin in Johnny Mnemonic. Is, is that a movie? It's a movie and a story. Oh, there's a story. crack addict dolphin? Might have been a heroin addict. It was, it was kind it doesn't of, matter it was at that point. Sad. Um, but I mean, the dolphins in this were awesome. They, they weren't, they weren't good guys. But mm. they were impressive. I mean, I don't want to go down there and, and have to outwit the dolphin melons. <laughs> so they weren't going to kill them. They were just going to... Well, but it was definitely a dangerous game. Yeah. They it were was gonna, the most dangerous They were going to po- poke them with their big noses, right? What were they going to yeah, I think they're thinking of narwhals. <laughs> but what were they going to do to them? Oh, I don't know. Well, it said like just, you know, the, the, a uh, you know, slap from a dolphin could accidentally <laughs> kill you because they're so strong. Right, they, they 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 sidle up to you, stand upright, and slap you with their fin. <laughs> oh my god, I want to see that so badly! Like all this happening underwater, like isn't just that gonna... like the star kiss thing? <laughs> yes, don't they? It's... Isn't the thing the slapping of the? I mean, isn't he standing upright? He is standing upright. I don't remember slapping, but I haven't seen it. Is it a dolphin or is that or is that a tuna? The star kiss. It must be a tuna. <laughs> I'm getting the must... dolphin safe thing mixed up with the tuna. Yeah, but when you said it, like I envisioned a dolphin it's also. A it must it's, be. It's, yeah, it must, it be, must a be a tuna. tuna. But let's so say confused. let's say yes. The plan is that if they didn't successfully complete the mission, their punishment was going to be that a, a dolphin standing on its tail would slap slap them. them. Okay. All right. I think that's a great way to end this one. And uh, let's talk about next next uh, episode's book, which I picked out last night, which I picked out solely for the name. Okay, but I, I feel like the text can't help but live up to the name. All right, would you like to reveal the name? Uh, I don't have it handy. <laughs> it's called In Too Deep, a freshman roommate series, I think. Yeah. Something like that. So it's a, it's a romance novel. We're taking, we're taking this to, to romance now. Yeah, we're taking this show in a very romantic direction. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to pull out my romantic voice next week. <laughs> So, uh, really, I, I, the book, who cares about what the, what the book actually says? I could spend an hour just talking about Into Deep, a freshman roommate series. There's uh-huh. more than one book, uh, clearly. Yeah. I was going to say something about it, but no, we'll save it. We'll save it for next time. So, um, read the book. Uh, I, I mean, um, read the, the, what the excerpt. What excerpt, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll see you back here in two weeks. Bye. Do you have your Pinot Grigio? Oh, I got my Grige. <laughs> you got your Grige?